0: Season one of the Building a Vibrant Community podcast is sponsored by a grant from Southern SARE, sustainable agriculture research and education. Welcome to the Building a Vibrant Community podcast, where we help people discover new ways to make their communities vibrant communities. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm James Barnes, along with my co-host, Rachel Carter. Hi, everybody. And Lauren Colby-Nichols. Hey, y'all. And we today are going to be talking about um, how to grow your business, your food business, using Facebook. And uh, we've got an interview coming up with Andy Collins. Andy works for Mississippi State University Extension. He does a lot of work um, in the south part, in the southern part of the state. Works with lots of local businesses, and he's going to be working or telling us how you can use Facebook to grow your food business. And Facebook is a an enormous network. It's huge. Uh, billions of people are on each and every day. And if you're just starting off as a business or whether you've been out in business for a while, using it can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming. And so Andy's going to do a really good job, I think, of breaking down, you know, how do you get this done? How do you use the tools that's on Facebook to really build your brand, build your business, and grow using all the tools that are out there? And so I'm looking forward to that. But I do have some questions for the two of you as well. Are you ready? This is like this is like trivia, sort of. Okay, so what is your favorite social network and why? And I'm not picking an order I'm asking. Y'all can just chime in. Wh- which one? What's your favorite?
1: Well, I'm a millennial, so I can't really say that I have a favorite. I like them all. I have so
0: you're a... on all of them. Is there one that you're not on?
1: There's some new ones that I'm not on. Tell me, tell me. Oh, I don't know. They're new. I don't know about them. But my niece tells me things all the time, like there's this TikTok thing and there's There's a bunch, but, you know, the the originals, the Facebook, the Twitter, Instagram, you know, Snapchat, I got those.
0: So you don't have a favorite, you have a favorite suite.
1: Well, it depends on what I'm posting, I guess. If I'm trying to market something, I I like to use Facebook and Instagram because those are the most informative. They use graphics. Um, If you're trying to be political on something, you want to go to Twitter and rant all you want because nobody's (laughs) going to stalk your profile eventually and see if
2: you've been doing something wrong.
0: There you go. Okay, Rachel, what's your favorite social media network?
2: I have to say I like Facebook the best. Um, to me, it seems to be um, pretty user-friendly. And then Facebook has figured out that I'm trying to learn how to cook. I've only caught one dish on fire this week. That's so, good. Is yes, that an improvement
0: over last week?
2: It, it's an improvement over the last <laughs> several years. Um, but what what is awesome is it's figured out that I, I'm learning how to cook. And so Facebook sends me all these advertisements for ways to be a better cook. You just sounded so young and so
1: old at the same time. I'm <laughs> learning how to cook. Facebook user-friendly. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, everybody has their own uh, favorite social media network. If your favorite is Facebook, you're going to really get a lot out of this interview with Andy Collins. I don't want to keep you waiting any longer. Let's get into the interview with Andy Collins and learn all about how to use Facebook to market your food business. Andy Collins, welcome to the podcast, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Glad to be here. Andy, as you know, Season 1 of our podcast is about how to strengthen food businesses in your community. This is part of the Building a Vibrant Community podcast, and Season 1 all focused about helping food businesses grow in communities. And that's why we wanted to have you on the show. Can you tell everyone a little bit about the work that you do for MSU Extension?
3: Sure. Well, I work with the Center for Technology Outreach. We work on bringing uh, education about technology to the citizens of Mississippi. Uh, and part of that is educating businesses on how to advertise their product online.
0: And, and where can folks find you at?
3: I am at our Biloxi uh, Coastal Research and Extension Station on Poplar Ferry Road.
0: Now, Andy, we we want to know more about how to strengthen food businesses, and and we have to look at social media. We just can't ignore it. We know it's a huge part of marketing these days. So, I mean, we have lots of questions. Uh Rachel's here and Lauren Colby-Nichols, Rachel Carter, we're all here. We, we have questions for you, man. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, we're, we've got you on the hot seat for a few minutes. So let me ask you this. As a food business, if I'm a food business owner – why should I use Facebook? Give me the, give me the, the pitch here.
3: Uh, well, Facebook, that's where people are right now. Uh, right now we're looking at about 2.3 billion active users. The average person spends 35 minutes or so a day on Facebook. Uh, it's on their phone right there in their pocket. Um, so they're already there. They're captive. Uh, you can get your information out there with, without too much effort. Uh, and people can see, and if you do, uh, if you do it correctly, they
0: will respond to it. Okay, those are good answers. I know we have more questions, Andy, but that's a good answer.
2: Yeah, Andy, um, I was at a, a workshop last weekend for the Southeastern Christmas Tree Association, and one of the questions that the audience members really had a lot of concern about and questions about was: um, do, if you're going to advertise on social media and you have a small business, and maybe you have not had a t- lot of training about social media. Are you going to want to focus your efforts on solely on Facebook or solely on Twitter or solely on Instagram? Or are you going to want to try to spread your, um, spread your advertisements your and ta- your, uh, your time between those?
3: I think it's a good idea when you're getting started to just start with one platform uh, and then get really good at that. And then if you want to expand from there, Uh, You can always do that later on. Uh, The reason being, uh, what I usually see when someone signs up for three, four, five platforms all at once is that they never really put enough time into learning how to do each one. Uh, A few of them always end up falling by the wayside. uh, And then people will come to it and see, for instance, your Twitter page and you haven't tweeted in a year or your YouTube page and you don't have any new videos. Uh, and they start to wonder if you're, if you're still there or what's going on. Uh, so I always like to start with one and then build out from there. Uh, most of the time, the first one you start with would be Facebook just because of the amount of people that are there and how much time is spent there. Thanks, Andy. Thank you.
1: All right, Andy, this is Elsie. Um, What would you tell someone who is getting started with their Facebook page about um, targeting their audience and using sponsored posts to gain some traction and followers to their page?
3: Well, we put together five ways or five things to keep in mind as you are uh, using Facebook for your food business. I would have them start there and then just go and make posts, see what works, see what doesn't. Uh, there's going to be some trial and error in there, but if you uh, check out our five things we're going to talk about and then just keep posting, keep engaging, you'll get a better feel for it, and as you do more and more, you'll get a better idea of what works uh, and what you need to do to uh, get people's attention.
0: Well, let's, that's it's a great setup for what we want to really dive into and dig deep here. I know Uh, We've got questions related around the the publication that you're referring to, which is five ways to grow your local foods business using Facebook. So we want to jump right into those five ways, Andy. Start from the top. You know, what's the first way, the first thing that we can do to grow our food business using Facebook? Give us number one.
3: Uh, So number one, I want you to use high-quality images and video. If you think about when you log on to your Facebook page, whether it's uh, your computer, phone, or or whatever, you're right there in your news feed, Uh, there's a lot of stuff there between your friends and businesses and everything. Uh, So to really stand out, you want to make sure that your images and video are of high quality.
0: Andy, let me ask you a question related to that. Um, One of the things that, that we notice when we work with small business owners is that they'll say, okay, I get that. Now, how do I get those high-quality graphics? Do you have any advice on that?
3: Uh, A few things. Uh, You could take them with your phone. Uh, On your phone, there'll be different filters and things you can use Um, there. You can also use stock images uh, if they work out for what you need. Um, I think a mix of that can work out pretty well. Uh, If you have your food products, Uh, I would just, if you're taking pictures, consider the lighting, uh, all that sort of good stuff. Um, Take a few pictures, uh, have somebody you trust, look at them, let let them know uh, what they think, um, and then just kind of adjust and get better as you go along.
0: Okay. So, R.C., did you have a question?
2: Oh, Oh, no, not about that, but I do... I do have another. <laughs> We're jumping question. ahead, Andy.
0: We're also like going. Is he it? No, he's not there yet. Okay, wait. Um, all right. So that's number one. High quality images, video. We got to have that. Got to get it. No way around it, is there, Andy? I mean, without it, you just don't have anything to talk about yet, do you?
3: Ah, uh, no way. Because I mean, you want to entice people to you know come for your product or service. Uh, the example I like to use is, is is if you have an image of a pizza, uh, a cartoon pizza. Doesn't do too much for your clip art style image, uh, but if you can see uh, an image of an actual pizza fresh out of the oven, you know you can almost smell it and almost taste it, uh, and it makes you want to buy that pizza.
0: Yeah, that's it's always a good thing as a restaurant to offer those kinds of images. So that so that's number one. We know it's high quality images and video. Andy, what's the second thing? Let's dive into that one. Uh,
3: number two is you want to target your audience. Uh, and, and who your audience is going to be will be different based on the kind of business you're doing. Uh, for instance, if you're a restaurant, you're going to be targeting people in your area. Uh, if you do uh, maybe tours of your farm, you're going to have a bigger area you can try to target people from. Uh, but think about who that audience is, who that decision maker the purchase would be and target your, uh, your Facebook activity towards them.
0: And Andy, when you say targeting, I'm, I'm thinking certainly in the ads that I would create, but are you also referring to the way in which you would message, the, the kind of message that you would use?
3: Yes, even in the way you message uh, with the organic outreach, uh, Facebook provides you wonderful insights. Uh, Where well, you can go in and see the the location, uh, gender, age, all that kind of good stuff about your followers. Uh, go see who they are, so you have a better idea of how to target to them the message that's going to reach them.
0: So it, it it seems like Andy that you're also saying. And I know these are the first two things to do. It also seems like this is it's an experiment, right? I mean, this is. We're going to be doing things, we're going to be posting things, but we have to get into the mindset of it's an experiment. You're going to have to continue to learn. Am I, am I reading that right?
3: Sure. Uh, there's going to be some trial and error, uh, especially getting started. Some stuff's going to work and some's not. And just the more you do it, the better feel you get for it, uh, and then you can better reach that audience.
0: Yeah, good good points. All right, take us to number three. What's the What's the third thing?
3: Uh, Number three, you want to engage with your fans. Uh, You have to remember we are on social media, so to be social, uh, that communication is a two-way street. Uh, If if you're just using your page to push out information and you're not getting in there and engaging, uh, that's not helping you out with the uh, Facebook algorithm to keep showing up uh, in their news feed on your later posts. Um, so every time someone comments, you want to comment back, uh, you want to use those reactions, you want to share, uh, just make sure you're communicating two ways.
1: So, Andy, this is Elsie again. That brings me to a question. Um, I was going to ask you what you tell the audience when they're when they're worried about their post not being seen, and you just answered that question, but what what would you tell them if they're worried about the algorithm? Because everybody sees in the news that the algorithm changes all the time and it's bad for business, and... You know, we know that's not true, but what do you typically tell them?
3: Sure. Well, uh, you know, Facebook is going to make, you know, constant little tweaks here and there and all that sort of good stuff. And and they're not telling anybody exactly what they're doing. Uh, But we do know that the bulk of um, how they figure out what to show is um, by engagement. Because if you think about it from Facebook's point of view, they want you to spend as much time as possible on Facebook so they can serve you ads. The way they're going to keep you on Facebook for the maximum amount of time is to show you the stuff that you're most interested in. So one of the biggest ways they determine that is how much you engage with that person or business. So to them, more engagement, more interest. So you're going to get served more uh, of their content in your news feed.
0: So Andy, it seems like you're pointing at something here about the cost of marketing as well. You're you're really saying you need the engagement for one that you're going to show up in the newsfeed again. But that also should help you in the marketing cost side, right? It, it's not going to cost me as much to have to use ads if I've got lots of engagement with fans. They're going to see my content without me having to pull the ad trigger. Is that kind of what you're saying? Uh well, couple things. Uh, I do
3: think you are going to want to put some ad money toward Facebook. Uh, But number one, when you're doing the organic uh, reach, you're going to get a better feel of uh, what drives people and what causes them to engage. So that way when you do start doing ads, you'll better be able to uh, maximize the amount of money that you get back in your ads. Uh, but that is also a way that you can reach your fans without having to spend money uh, is through that engagement uh, with them organically through the news feed.
0: Well, and, I, and I've heard you talk about this before, and I know, I know the first three things we've talked about is high-quality image or graphics, uh, targeting your audience, and then third is engagement, getting engagement with your fans. I know you're a big fan of number four. Uh,
3: definitely. Uh, Number four, evaluate your engagement. Like we said before, some stuff is gonna work, some stuff isn't. Um, Once you start looking at what gets engagement and what doesn't, typically you'll see uh, something with imagery, for instance, is gonna get more engagement uh, than something without. Uh, You'll be able to look at the times you posted and see, well this time I don't get much engagement, Uh, that time I do. Um, Do you get better uh, engagement when you ask questions just from when you put something out there? Um, So go into the insights, look at your post, and evaluate that engagement so you know what's working and what's not, and you can adjust accordingly.
1: Do you typically tell people to schedule posts after evaluating the times that their traffic is the highest?
3: Uh, You can schedule posts, but you do want to be around uh, when the post goes out so you can engage with any fans that engage with the post?
0: So what happens, Andy, if we're not around, and we've got our post scheduled, because we're all busy, right? Even business owners who are busy, they're going to schedule the post, they're going to go about doing something that day to sell you know their food business products. What happens if we're not around for the engagement or the post when it goes live?
3: Uh, well, there is, a, there is a time decay uh to any sort of engagement so we know the bulk of engagement is going to come within an hour after you post uh so if i have a post and then one of my fans engages with me and i don't engage back uh we're just losing that opportunity to build that um for our our next stuff to show up in their news feed that we post so it is a it is a lost opportunity
0: So we've got to be there, LC. We can't just post. We've got to be there to Mm -hmm. engage. That's the key, right? Right. Andy, I know uh, we've, we've covered four things. I think RC is, she's been holding her question for a while now. I think it's a really good one.
2: Well, Andy, Andy, this is Rachel. I have a question for you because I am somewhat new to social media as far as how to use this for um, marketing and things like that. But my question is, how do you know if you're a business owner, if what you're doing is working? We talked about evaluating. Well, what's a good number of likes and engagements on a post when you're first starting out there and getting getting in getting to know your social media and and working that as a advertising tool because we see a lot of a lot of businesses on Facebook they may have hundreds or thousands of likes but but what's good when you're first starting how do you know if what you're doing is working
3: uh it, it's it's hard for me to put an exact number on it um but and it's a lot of times we see people aren't getting exactly as much as they think they should. Um, But when you're starting out, you have to think if you start today and by the end of the day, 30 people like your page. Um, That gives you the potential to reach 30 people. Uh, As you keep posting and growing and then let's say a week later, you're at 300 people. Um, The amount of people you can reach is is 10 times bigger now. Um, So... As long as you're gradually growing, um, building engagement with more and more people, I think you're moving in the right direction. Okay. Thank
0: you, Andy. Uh, Andy, don't you think this is where some businesses start to, to they jump out there? They launch, right? They they start doing these things we're talking about, you know, one through four so far, and, and they're starting to post, and they're starting to see some engagement, and then some things aren't working, and they start to see that, and then they may – do you ever find that businesses get a little bit discouraged from that? And if they do, how do you, how do you keep pushing them forward to, to get past that?
3: Uh, a lot of times they do because it does take a lot of time. Uh, and as a business owner, um, you know you're spending a lot of time doing everything it takes for your business. And sometimes this does fall by the wayside. Uh, they just have to know that uh, a big part of bringing in their customers is uh, marketing. Uh, without marketing, you're not going to bring new people in. Um, online, uh, the digital, social media, like we said, that's where people are. Uh, they're already there, and, and they're captive. Um, mm-hmm. So you just have to know that you have to keep going for them to bring them in to uh, keep your business healthy. Uh, and to keep more and more revenue and potential customers coming in. Um, So it is hard at first, but it's something that we just have to um, keep doing. Uh, I would try to set a reasonable goal. Uh, Maybe say after 30 days I want this many likes, I want to have this many posts, that sort of thing. Uh, If you set a reasonable goal and then reach it, uh, it can inspire you to keep going to uh, the next step in your goal.
0: So we got to set goals. we got to have a way to measure those goals. And Facebook Insights gives us tons of data to measure like that, so it's always easy to, to see those things. Andy, those are the first four things you've got. We, I don't know that we saved the best for last, but what's the final thing? What's this fifth thing that we should do uh, to grow our food business using Facebook?
3: So the number five thing we want to do is use paid ads wisely. Uh, I like to put this at the end because by the time you've done uh, a lot of this organic outreach, you will have a much better idea of what works and what doesn't. Uh, and that way, when you start spending money on ads, you can tweak that ad to target uh, the exact person you're trying to get to. Uh, Facebook gives us very powerful uh tools to market uh, certain particular segments so we can use that to uh, only spend money towards who we're trying to reach. Uh, I like to think of the kind of difference is if I go and buy a billboard, I'm paying for every car that drives uh, by that billboard on the street, whether they're interested in my product or not. If I'm buying a Facebook ad, I can be very specific about who I want to serve that ad to and again as we start doing ads we can keep going through and seeing what works and what doesn't uh, and making sure we're maximizing our return on investment of our Facebook ad money
0: so Andy I, I love the part where you say wisely so so walk us through this what what does um you know a business owner comes to you and they say Andy I'm going to do Facebook ads I'm going to I'm going to put some money behind this and how how do you go about advising them of how much money to start with and how do you get you know, small business owners to take that next step? What, what do you tell them?
3: I usually like them to start with smaller amounts, uh, and they're typically more comfortable with that. Uh, if you're just getting started with, with ads, uh, think about who your customer is uh, and then just go put a $20 ad up and see what it does. Uh, Facebook will show you the impressions you get. They'll show you who clicked on it. Um, you will get all kind of data about what that ad did for you, and then, as you start going and doing multiple ads, again, you'll see which ones are working better and which ones aren't doing so well. and you can continually tweak those um, and then, as you do, uh, you can go you feel better about
0: doing more and more different kinds of ads. Well, there you have it. We have five ways. The first one is high-quality graphics. second one is target your audience. The third one is engage with your fans daily. Number four is evaluate engagement and engage with your fans. you got to be doing it, otherwise you're just not going to get the return you need. And the fifth one is to use paid ads wisely. Andy, always great to talk with you. Uh, I know you do some great work down on the coast. And how can people reach you? If they want to follow up and get your expertise on Facebook marketing.
3: Uh, They can shoot me an email, andy.collins at msstate.edu.
0: Sounds great. Andy, thanks for being on the podcast, and we appreciate everything you do. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Building a Vibrant Community podcast, where we help people discover new ways to make their communities vibrant communities.